Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind's General Manager, David McDerris, we discuss the latest on renewable energy. Check out our additional educational information on our website at mwands.com. Thank you for downloading this podcast, and please subscribe. We've managed to wrangle in a special guest today. I went back and caught him in a in a moment where he couldn't figure out a way fast enough to say no. <laughs> so we've got our head of R&D with us today, Wyatt Harmon, the genius of cobblestone. And then it's just regular old me and David here, too. <laughs> What I wanted to talk about today, one of the questions that comes up a good deal, and it's it's really it's kind of a customer service question, and it's it comes up a lot. We talk about is open voltage versus load, right? And and I'm so far out of my element here. I mean, like Wyatt and David are ready with you know sock puppet puppets, and you know. <laughs> To, to explain this to me with crayons and all. So what's the question we get? I mean, <clears throat> the question we get is we'll have a lot of people and they'll have, say, a hot water heat element, right? And they'll want to heat water, you know, five-gallon bucket of water, and they'll have a, a solar panel that on the back it says that it's got 18 volts of the VOC on it. It's 18.7 volts. And so they take their little multimeter out before they hook up the water heat element, they set it in the sun, they and they check that, and they come up with eighteen point five volts or eighteen point seven volts. Oh, it's usually a lot more than that. Yeah, isn't and it? they're like, "Wow, yeah, it's got exactly what it's supposed to have," you know, and they're all excited. And so then they hook it to the to the water heating element, and they call us immediately and say, "Hey, you know, something's wrong with the water heating element." I hooked my panel up; it had eighteen volts, eighteen point five volts, and now it's at twelve point two volts. I mean, it, it's killing my solar panel. Well, the answer is no, it's not. So that's the question that we get. And now we'll let Wyatt explain why <laughs> that is not killing your panel, what it's actually doing. Yeah. Well, the, the VOC on the panel is what you should read with no load hooked up, which is usually 18 to 22, something like right. that. Yeah. Well, when you apply a load to that water heating element or battery, amperage starts flowing and it draws the voltage down. It draws the voltage down. There's only so much power that this little panel can produce, and if the load is big enough, it'll draw it right down to zero volts almost. Right. You know, because it's trying to consume everything. So, does is, that make sense? Does this get back to the simple math that you guys have taught me, which is voltage times amperage is wattage? Right. And so, this is kind of the reverse of that. It's yeah, coming back yeah, it's and this, saying it's, it's the same equation, right? So, yeah. to produce anything, you're going to have to have amperage. So as it's drawing and, that... And open is not... Right. Open is not. Open is exactly what it says. It's open. It's, it, the, the current is, is flowing openly. There's, there's nothing it's, to resist that. So putting, putting the, the battery... Yeah. Put it, yeah, it's potential. It's potential energy that's just running in a loop. I mean, it's, you just, right. all you did when you plugged your deal in is you was just reading the, the potential energy that was running in that loop at that time. Yeah, the, uh, the test meter takes a small amount of energy yeah, to read it. Right, just very small. But And then you'd have a little bit of resistance in the... A little bit of resistance in the meter, right? So yeah. that's your and resistance. And wire in the meter, right? right? You know, so you got your little bit of resistance yeah. in that meter. Now now I go hook something up that the resistance level is a lot more. Hot water heat element being the number one. 
that really draws it down. Batteries well as well, but a hot water heat element really draws it down. I mean, so you might go up and read 10 volts, okay? Well, let's just say, but then you, at the same time, you throw an amp clamp over that line and see, hey, it's also giving me eight amps. I'm producing, there's eight amps running through that line now at 10 volts. Well, at that, you're producing 80 watts through that water heat element. All right. So, volts times amps equals watts, yeah. Right. All right. So if I did that, would there be the maths that you could do? So what does what does a, a typical water heating element want to take? Or is it going to take as much as you can well, get? Well, let's just say one of our little 6-inch 200-watt elements. I mean, it, it, it'll take up to 200 watts. I mean, that's the most that it will ever draw through it. At 12 volts. At yeah. 12 volts. Yeah. So can you do the the backward math and say what that panel should read with it plugged in? Would you be able – I mean, so like you said, if, if it's been giving 18 and now I put a – you said a 6-amp, would you say 200? Yeah, 200 watts. 6-amp, 200 watts. So can I do the math and say, well, what should be showing now? Yeah, overall, I mean – Does that make sense? yeah. Let's, You're both are looking at me like, well, we got watt, we got the damn watt, accountant see, in here asking questions I, again. See, on a hundred watt panel, I mean, it would almost draw it down to zero because there's just not, there's just, I mean, it's going to break, you know, everything's going to be going over in, at, at, to amperage at that point. Like Wyatt said, it can draw it almost down to zero because it's trying to produce now all amperage. It's trying it's to taking everything it's got. It's taking yeah. everything it's got. So you yeah. may have a really, really low voltage at that point, but yeah. your amperage would just keep climbing at the same time. It would be trying to get to that 100 watts, say 80 to 100 watts of, of energy that that panel is producing is what it's going to do. On the label of the panel, if it can produce 6, 7 amps, it's going to be producing yeah. 6 or 7 amps if you test right. it, but maybe zero order 1 volt. Right. Know? Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be giving it all its amperage instead of voltage. Which happens to be 6 watts right. <laughs> or 7 watts. Yeah. And so remember that as well, that on amperage, I mean, that's, that's your worker. Voltage is not so much your worker. I mean, you know, you don't have a 200-volt service panel in your home. You have a 200-amp. You know, amp's doing all the work. I mean, you know, voltage is just the flow through the line, correct? That's the, you know, putting it back in the, the old analogy. Of yeah. The voltage is like the water pressure. Right. The pushing yeah. pressure. And the current or amperage is the amount of power flowing through the pipes. Right. The amount. Right. And so, so, you know, if, you know, so 48 volt might be 90 pounds of pressure, 12 volt might be 10 pounds of pressure. Right. So it's just one of those deals of, you know, no matter what the pressure is, if you don't, I mean, I can have super high pressure in a little bitty straw, right? I can have 50 pounds of pressure, but when I open it up and actually start getting water out of it, I'm just not going to get a lot of a flow. You know what I mean? It's, I can't get a lot of flow. So I'm restricted, yeah. You know, on that. So, but if I go to a four inch, four inch pipe with the same amount of pressure, then I open it up. Then I have a lot of flow. I mean, I've got a, a lot of energy that you know, a lot of okay. power that can come out the other end. So let's bring batteries into this. So, do batteries bring in an additional element because you actually have voltage in the batteries, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you guys have taught me properly. I've got to overcome that voltage to put anything into them. So does that change my dynamic here in saying, if somebody came back and said, okay, well, 
I'm not charging my batteries now. You know, what is VOC looking at this? I mean, do you get where I'm coming from? Yeah. What? So remember, remember, the VOC is just open circuit voltage. Now, now that I've hooked a battery, I do not. I no longer have open circuit voltage. It, it's gone. So really, I'm back now to what the panel can produce. So go back to the barrel. You know, we always use the water barrels. Okay, two fifty-five gallon drums. So my batteries is drum one, and it's got wants to equalize. Right. It's got twenty gallons of water in it. Well, out of drum two, which would be my solar panels. I'm going to have to have greater than 20 gallons of water if I'm just hooked up on a line to make that rise in barrel one. I've got to have more than, I mean, if I have, even if I have 20 and a half gallons, it's going to equalize. I mean, it's going to bring it up and both of them would have 20.5. All right. Let me, maybe like this, maybe let me ask this another way. So do we have questions come in of my solar panels aren't charging my battery? Oh yeah. Yeah. A lot of times. And, and it's exactly that. They just, you know, maybe the sunlight's not on them. You know, maybe they're in a shaded place. A lot of times that's what winds up being. There's a little bit of shade on the panel. There's something killing part of that panel. And so there again, it's it's a going back to the water analogy, okay? So you're trying to let that water go over into barrel one, right? And then all of a, but a leaf has got in your your pipeline, a leaf has got in there and it's restricting the flow of that and it just it funny can't get you over should there. use leaves. Yeah. <laughs> so well, so on that on that panel situation, in charging batteries, is the is the only thing we're looking at is voltage is overcoming that voltage. Right. I mean, overcoming the voltage with amperage. I mean, there again, to produce any wattage, you have to have voltage and amperage. I mean, that's that's the formula. You have to have there again the voltage times amperage will equal wattage. And to be able to put watts into a battery, and that's what we're trying to do, right? We're trying to put watts usable watts that we can take back out okay this is always great because i'm the guy that doesn't know anything so i can keep asking the same question over and over yeah okay so if that solar panel is open voc 18 volts right that's what we'd be typically looking at. 18 to 22 okay 18 to 22 and i take my multimeter over to my battery and my battery reads 12 13 yeah. right yep. that panel will charge it okay yeah. And that's the only thing that would matter. So if would a twelve volt battery twelve volt battery wouldn't would never read like eighteen though, would it? I mean no. that'd be kind of dangerous. It'd be right? overcharged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be way, way fourteen <laughs> four and it needs to be being killed immediately. And so that's the reason why we have a charge controller in there, right? right. Is so if that battery is at fourteen four, the solar panel if if you just hooked it up directly, it would still be trying to push. It would. It, it's it push it, it up to eighteen. Yeah, it, it's it's having a you know okay. So we've used the barrel analogy again. So now we put a pressure check valve in that right. That a certain amount of once it gets to a certain amount, we don't want any more water to get into this barrel. Even though there's more there's more water that can come from barrel two, we only want barrel one to get to thirty thirty gallons of water. And so we put a pressure valve in that thing. Said okay, we know that we know the, the pressure of 30 gallons of water in a 55-gallon drum, and at that, it's going to push it closed. It's not going to allow any more water to come in until some water is drained away from that. And so that's really what the charge controller is doing. It's the pressure valve. It's not going to let any more pressure go into that into that actual. Valve. And that's, a, that's the sole thing a charge controller is yep. looking at, yep. it's making that's, sure. Yep. It's just trying to keep you from damaging batteries. All right. What other questions do we have to come in related to this? There again, a lot of it's just 
they're testing with their multimeter. I mean, and that's one thing that we're going to ask you to do when you call us, right? Is do you have a multimeter handy? You know, because we're going to want to know what what the voltage is, you know, on the panels. And so yeah, they'll ask. Well, I've got twenty some volts, but nothing's happening, right? Right. Yeah. Well, nothing's char- Nothing seems to be charging. You know. And so. and and Wyatt is there again. He's he's the genius here. He's the head of the R and D. The typical. And Wyatt, I think, will agree with me on this. And if he doesn't, then he needs to, to chime in. The typical reason when somebody says, I've got 20 volts here and I'm not getting anything, loose connection. Number one, number yeah. one, number one culprit is loose connection. There's uh, something disconnected between the solar panel and the battery. Right. Yeah, loose connection, disconnection. I tell you one that dirty we, connection that we've found, right? That we've found MC4 connectors, great products, fail points. Yeah, you got to be checking them. And we did that video. We just put a new video up yeah. a couple of weeks you, ago you about. Can, there's just a fail point there. That that's the first place to check. I mean, if you if you check at your MC4, so so let's say I have an extension cable, right? And so what I would check is I would check my panel first. I would hook those MC4 connectors up. I would go and plug them at the next place, and I would check. Yeah, I still have voltage here. Then I would go to the. I mean, I've got to work it like lights on a car. You know, I've got to figure out. I got to go to certain points. Until I finally, uh oh, I don't have any lights there. Or, or go back to the plumbing analogy. Your drain's working, and you open it up, and oh, yep, it's draining here, but it's not draining all the way into the the septic system. So you go open the next place. Oh, yeah, now I'm not getting any water to here. So now you know the you were to be looking at between there. Yeah, it could be as simple as a dog's came by and well, chewed the cover off of it. The thing that I really liked about getting to do that MC4 connector video is talking about how that metal tip in there, how it bites into that stranded cable. Right. And you start to realize that even that process. So where I'm coming from there is if you put your MC4s on with a pair of pliers or something, you You better spend $9.23. You better do a good set of MC4 crimping pliers. pliers, Yeah. $9.23. I mean, you can't go buy a good set of channel offs. If you so. if you watch this video and just see how that tip gets crimped on there, you can understand pretty quickly what a pair of pliers doesn't do. Right. It's nine twenty two, David. Yeah, nine twenty two. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Save a penny. Go with why. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's something that we probably don't push enough here. That that if I'm going to make a big installation, I'm going to purchase. We have it here in stock. Dielectric grease. And all my connections, I'm going to put a little dielectric grease as I'm making those connections. Dielectric grease goes a long way. I mean, you don't have to slather it all over it. Just a little bit goes a long way because it makes that little, there's, when there's little connectors, if there happens to be any kind of little gap, it fills that gap. Now, i just double check on this. You would not put that in the MC4 connector, would you, because of that plastic or does that, with that grease screw I, up with that plastic it's never really recommended is it i mean not with the there's rubber plastic. seals on the mc4s yeah. i suppose you could but conservatively yeah there again when i talk about dielectric grease i mean we sell it in a like a, a four ounce 
bottle or whatever, yeah. that should yeah. last you like the rest <laughs> a of your lifetime. Life. <laughs> yes, I mean that should last yes. you the rest of your life. But if you're a solar installer, I mean that's. But that's if there's what you're a selling for so wait, where you're looking at that is like if there's a bear connection, bear connections, yeah, uh, make great for it. And even a bear connection, if, yeah. you're, if you're coming into a, a, yeah, your a ground a ground bar and stuff yeah. stuff like that. So when you're when you're getting ready to hook your charge controller up into the into the little lug terminals, yeah, you know, just I mean, there, you know, don't dip the whole end in the, <laughs> you know, just very lightly coat it. It yeah. just makes all those connections come together, you know, and as you as you tighten down. A lot of times what it will help with is that loose connection. You know, maybe you should have turned another quarter turn. You didn't do that. That dielectric grease a lot of times make up for that. Take up the slack for you. And I notice the big thing is moisture in the air, temperature changes. The worst charge controllers I see is the ones that are in sheds or garages where there's no climate control. Yeah. And it's usually the positive connections that will get green. Yep. And that's just the moisture in the air coming and going and coming and going yep. and getting higher than it would, say, in your house. Yeah. You, you, know, you get copper out in the elements, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to create, they call it patina. Patina is not our friend here. Yeah, it's not our friend. You'll see it. Yeah, you usually see Same it. Same thing you know, on your battery cables on your car. I mean, patina is not your yeah. friend. I mean, there's a reason you clean them off, and they... They sell products that keep it, and know. and that happens a lot on the battery in your car because yeah. it's such a harsh environment under yeah. there. And so, uh, yeah, because you're heating it up real hot, <laughs> cooling off real rapidly. Now, wait so a minute, why? I've seen you drive, and your batteries, <laughs> the battery in your vehicle, it should pristine. <laughs> I pulled it out. I'm using something else, maybe. Uh, that one, that one was sold to you by Henry Ford. I think it's been in there that that long in that in that truck. <laughs> but yeah, that's but just little little things. But you know, that's uh, that's some of the major questions we get is, hey, I've got voltage and I'm not getting any anything. I'm not getting any amperage, basically. Uh, and, and so, there again, if you're go- if you're going to be producing anything, you got to have to have both of them. You got to okay. have voltage and amperage. So you got your connection and you fixed it with dielectric grease. What's next? Or tighten it just, or maybe tighten it a little again, bit. Just tighten it down a little bit. Is uh, that yeah. is that? Uh, I would say if if you're any connections that are going to be in a shed or a garage where the climate control is iffy, if at all, then put the grease on yeah. all the positive connections. Yeah. Anyway. At least the positive connections, yeah. And just go ahead and do the negatives yeah. while you're at it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're if you're installing, I mean, it's sitting right beside you. There again, so stay, be conservative. Don't don't just slather it all over everything, you know, because the one thing you don't want to do is have it running into different, <laughs> you know, electronic components, you know, you know <laughs> so much that it's, you know, Going to run into the other. Yeah. Components. So are these are these couple items? I mean, is this ninety nine percent of? Yeah, I mean, it really is. I mean, loose connection is the number one problem that that we deal with on a daily basis. You know, I'm not open breaker, this. open relay, something right. like that. So, something just not making the connection. You know, either open yeah. relay, open breaker, loose connection. There's just some reason. Yeah. You know, I hope you all you've listened to us enough now to know. You know, solar panels aren't little magic boxes. I mean. You know, they, there's a reason they do what they do. They're not just magic. And so, you know, making sure your connections, I mean, it's like when you have a light that's flickering in the house and you went and the bulb's tight and everything, you've changed multiple bulbs, probably because you've got a loose connection somewhere and it's making, you know, intermediate contact and that's why it's, the flickering's happening. And that's dangerous, by the way. Loose connections are not, not only do they... Create a spark. Yeah, not only do they not let your system function properly they're dangerous because they create tons and tons of heat we have a lot of people we had a guy that had a system that had been installed for three years the other day three years and he calls and he says hey 
you know, I don't know what's going on. I said, well, what, what are you, what's in his reference to? And he said, the lug on my battery just melted off. He said, it just <laughs> melted off. He said, it's just a hot pile of lead on top of my deal now. And I'm like, well, did you, you know, he said, I've got everything shut down. He said, what do you think that the deal is? And I was like, I don't know. He said, and I noticed, he said that all of my terminals are starting to get. And so I was like, well, and for, for no reason, I mean, for no reason besides it was not in a heated and cooled environment. Yep. Heating and up and cooling down. And cooling down, the lead had expanded and contracted, and it had caused all of his connections to become loose over time because that lead yeah. had, had and, yeah. and disformed a little bit. And it, it, it ran to, and so he tightened everything back down. He put a new battery, tightened it down, no problems whatsoever. So That's one of the reasons why you want to stay away from aluminum wire. Yes, yes, yeah. aluminum is... Jeff would always tell me that's why they pulled it out of trailer houses because they're causing fires. You know, that's right. I tell you, I know you guys know I came out of the floor covering industry. You know, that's one of the big. If you start to have humps in your carpet, yeah, that's what it typically is. Now there could be there could be some problems with your carpet, but most of the time it's people who are like, well, I go to work and I I turn the air conditioning off while I'm at work, and then I come home and turn it on. It's the same thing. Is yeah. you you've got a constant contraction mm-hmm. and, and expansion. And that happening over time, we used you know take any take a towel or something and tug it and tug right. it, tug it, and eventually it's gonna it's gonna change its size, and that's that's exactly what happens in most of the carpet that you see. Well, I came out of the my background was again in the building and material industry. You can go build a brand new home today. Do not turn the heat and air on, and in three years that thing will be wanting to fall down, just from simple expansion and contraction of. Daytime heat, nighttime cool. Daytime heat, nighttime cool. Wintertime, it's the, you know really starts happening. Start getting time. extremes. Uh, it starts getting to the extremes, that, you know, or extreme middle of the summer. You know, things that are really expanding. You'll go in, the doors won't shut. On, I mean, it can be a brand new house, never lived in, and you just didn't turn the heat and air on. Within three years, it's almost in, unlivable. You, I mean, you've got to go back and change all this different stuff. So, heating and cool environments. If you can get them in there, you know, especially if you're using like a deep freeze or a you know, anything, you know, they also need to be put in, in controlled environments. I mean, the, anything that, that's using electricity, man, if you can keep it in a controlled environment, it's going to be a lot better for you. Contrary to 2020, there are not gremlins that are doing this. <laughs> no. <laughs> Although we don't want to tempt 2020 by yeah, saying no. they're not yeah. gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> what a show. I watched it the other night. <laughs> what else? Why we, we, we try to be careful about taking your time. Anything else you want to spread the good word on with? with these type of issues and he'll tell people, Hey, don't do this or do this. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we covered it all. Okay. Yeah. I would just say, you know, reiterating that, you know, we said it earlier in a, in a, in an earlier podcast, you know, keeping some, the cooler we can keep it, the better off elect, electrical components are going to, are going to work to a certain point. We don't want to freeze them, yeah. but you know, if you can keep, well, I don't know, you've got, I don't know how many motors are up there in the freezer. And yeah. No, that too. <laughs> still, I still haven't figured that out. That's expansion and contraction. Trade, trade secrets. Uh, expansion and better stop right there. Like, but, uh, so go, going in to get my chicken nuggies out, and there's a motor in there. Like, what, what is a motor doing? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, that, so just you know, do that if you can. If you've got our pond aeration systems, same thing. Try to keep them things as cool as possible. 
suntacks will last longer, your pumps will last longer, everything lasts longer. Well, if you agree with me, I would add to it, at least cool and at least consistent because it's yeah. the it's the peak in the valley. I mean, I know that was the right. thing and I mean, it you is. know, it if is. it was if it was 90 degrees in there around the clock, yeah. that's fine. That'd be fine. <laughs> but, that's right. But it's going from 90 to 70 to 70 to 90 and the back and forth with the really causes a lot of the problems. Yep, just keeping it keeping it constant in electricity, you know, I say the cooler the better. The cooler the better. If you can keep it, you know. If you can keep something 70 degrees, that's why people are living longer now cuz we able to keep it longer so. <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we'll we'll wrap this up then. Wyatt, thanks for letting us drag you in here today. David, I'll let you go, Mike, and I'm make make, make a bunch of make a bunch of sales. I'll think of a stuff. bunch of funny stuff after this is over. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can send, we can send it out to our guy and have him tack it on if, if you want to send me some clips. Thanks a lot. We appreciate you guys joining us today, and thank you for taking the time to listen to us. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question that you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast, email us at radio at mwands.com. You can follow us on our website, mwands.com, or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Check out our store at mwands.com and buy some stuff. Buying stuff allows us to continue to produce our educational broadcasts, like our podcasts and YouTube videos. And most importantly, it keeps Lucy's Doggy Chicken Treats coming. Thanks again.